following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the uh, home office. Yeah, where are we? <laughs> Studio A, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, episode number 339 is what this, <laughs> this is. Uh, I don't know, I'm giddy. Uh, I'm not sleepy, I slept good last night. I, You know, I don't know what's going on. It's the uh, 9th day of August. This is the date of production. I've been, you know, I've, I've got an idea what we're going to get into, of course, uh, or else I wouldn't be sitting here talking. And I was sitting here thinking, you know, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I was perusing the news. Let's just put it that way. And this is, you know, this is some stuff that we get to with the, uh, with the morning show with LJ and I, Radio Memphis in the morning, uh, weekdays at 9 a.m. <clears throat> and uh, there's a plug, <laughs> radio-memphis.com. And I was perusing the headlines, just, you know, as you do. You, you find yourself in, in this line of work spending a lot of time reading the news and going through a thousand sources, you know. Um, I, I know it seems like a, like a bit of an exaggeration. It's not really. <laughs> I, go through a, I go through a lot, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, it, um, it was... Um, it's interesting what's going on out there in the world, and there's this whole thing with this uh, executive order that's been that's been put on and put out, and uh, the that really has no basis in reality. Sorry, hate to burst your bubble, but that's the way that excuse me, that's the way that goes. And uh, you know, there's you know we're dealing with this pandemic. You know that that school in Georgia where those kids, that uh, young lady, had uh, had a uh, photograph go viral, showing the hallways just packed with hardly anybody wearing a mask. And the girl was suspended, and now she's been reinstated. And now today, there's nine kids that show uh, positivity for COVID. So at that school, so you got that going for you. Um, also, <laughs> I don't know. I just you know, why are you laying that on us? I don't know. Uh, I talked a little bit about you know how I work as a uh, columnist for a magazine here in Memphis, specifically for uh, people that live in Midtown. It's a magazine called Midtown Living. It's put out by Best Version Media. They're a big nationwide deal. And uh, for about a year now, I have been a contributing writer for for them. And it's about, um, you know, about music, you know, and things like that. And I'd written this article that's in the, is this, is this the right one? What is this one? Is this August? I believe it is. Um... No, July. <clears throat> and the July edition of the of the of the thing. The August one comes out soon. Uh the the, the it's actually in the back, toward the back, and it's uh, uh on the corner of Memphis Music is what it is what it is, is what the column is. And I wrote one about protest music because, you know, we're in the midst of protests, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. And they didn't like it. Um now my local editor loved it. Okay, the I'm talking about the corporate level, wherever these wherever these guys are headquartered from. Boy, howdy, the they they man, they butchered it. They edited the ever living bejesus out of it. They shortened it by half. <laughs> okay, and uh, it's I like it. It's some comments on music history is the is the headline, written by Katie Wold and inspired by Rick Cheddar. And 
as I read through it, um, man, they, man, they just sanitized the hell out of it. Cause I'm talking about, you know, music. It, it was actually called music to protest by. And boy, how did they take a, they, they took an ax to it. And, um, um, I have, you know, I, I write it, so I don't really pay that much attention to it. It goes out, you know, it shows up later in a magazine and gets delivered to the house. And my wife reads the magazine. She pulled it, pulled it aside. And she goes, did you see this? <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, oh, wow, man, they really, uh, they really did not like what I had to say. And I was being honest. That was the whole thing. And it was about the, how, how the music industry is shaped by what happens in the world. It's a legitimate thing, don't you think? And, um, man, they didn't, they did not want to get into that at all. That to them, the best version folks, like I said, wherever they're headquartered, they're not here in Memphis, but, uh, I mean, they have one here, but anyway, they, 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 they got all worked up, I guess, because it wasn't, you know, rainbows and puppy dog tails and, you know, chocolate icing. I, I, I don't know what their problem was. Um, and I knew they were going to do some stuff to it. And I told my local people, I said, yeah, y'all do what y'all want to do with it. And, um, that's what they did to it. <laughs> it was, it was brutal. It wasn't bad at all. Really. It was not bad. It was a pretty good article, frankly. Uh, nevertheless, <clears throat> there, there, there it is. <laughs> I don't know. You know. The, my, my local guy, Alan, he's, he was, he was like, well, we could probably release it on Facebook if you want to. I'm like, I, if you're going to, you know, if you have to explain it, <laughs> there's no need in even getting involved with it. it. I mean, seriously, it's, it's one thing when they hit, when they tell you, okay, your stuff is being edited heavily and you go, ah, okay, whatever. And then you see it and it's like, wow, um, y'all should have just taken my name right off of that. Cause that, <laughs> that was, that was, that was, that was, and I, now everybody's going, well, what did it say? What was the original article? I want to see the comparisons. If you act right, maybe I'll send it to you. I don't know. <laughs> That's not what we're going to get into today. Uh, no, we're going to get into something a little different. Um, I typically try and shy away from two topics, although one of them keeps getting run into everybody's face is politics. And, and I don't go too far, you know. I don't stray from it <clears throat> or stray from the mainstream too much with it because I, <clears throat> pardon, I don't want there to be any confusion. You know, that's just kind of how it is. Y'all know how I stand about certain, on certain things and how I feel about certain things. Uh, but, and, and the other topic I try to avoid some is religion and I'm not going to be disparaging any religion. Well, maybe, I don't know. It's kind of hard not to these days, but I have, I have, I have, I have questions. I have questions. Uh, I, and you're supposed to, if you're, if you're a religious sort, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to question everything. That's what, the, that's what the Jesus said. Question everything. So we'll I'll probably do a little bit of that. And, uh, uh, I have, and it involves the, the digital world. And I'm, I'm mystified by it. Well, we'll talk about it here in just a bit. Uh, so there's more of a very brief break. It's happening now. Stick around. We'll get into all the fun next year in about 30 seconds right here from Radio Land. Don't go away. Wizards is Corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com wizards because it's still smoking you must be 18 or older to buy smoking related products you know as you cruise through your social media feeds you know as you do <clears throat> and you 
you, you see the crazy things that people post, Facebook being the, the, the mag daddy of them all. Uh, one of the things that you'll see is that um, uh, you, you see you see the way certain people react about certain things that are happening in the world. And one such way that they do this is by putting up quotes out of the Bible, religious type stuff. And they'll have like a nice, it's a poster, so it's a, a nice picture of something, you know, uh, I don't know, serene moment looking out across a canyon or looking down a river or something like that. And then, and then there's some, some quote from, from the book, from the Bible. And it's, I guess, in relation to whatever that poster is feeling at the time, whoever posted it, whatever they're feeling, they go, oh, this resonates with me, so I think I shall share this. Because it means nothing to everybody else, really. Seriously. And, and you'll see this. And some days are more than others. So you wonder if they kind of breed each other into this sort of thing. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like, oh, hey, they're, they're talking about the Bible. I will too, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as you go through it, um, you, you, <laughs> you you realize this, well, this, there's, you'll see some of the same names, a carpet bombing the Facebook. And, and, and you say, well, who is this person? This, person's, this person clearly has some issues that need to be worked out and, and they're doing the best that they can. And you, you click on their profile and you go through their page and it's like, oh, well, okay. I'm only seeing some of these people's uh, posts for a reason. Uh, and here's the reason. They go from they go from the high-end religion to just downright hate sometimes. And I'm mystified by that. Holy cow, am I mystified. And they, they, they try and equate religion with politics and, and religion and society. And I look, I, I'm not disparaging anybody and their beliefs. Y'all you do what you want. But when you make the connection between religion and hate, um, that's a problem. That's not right. I don't know of any religion, any religion out there that fosters hate. And I know there's some people sitting there going, what about Islam? What about the Muslims? You know, they are, they're all about the hate. no, <laughs> no, there's a lot of Christians out there that are about a lot of hate. Uh huh. There's, you know, there's there was like there was all the fundamentals for Christ's sakes, and I've I God, I made that mistake of using that word in front of somebody who was a fundamentalist, and they got boy, how did they get pissed? Well, I am a fundamentalist. I follow the Bible word for word for word, and I'm like, well, okay, clearly you're not living that. First of all, second of all, it's a gigantic contradiction of the way things work. And you need to pay more attention to what's being said in there before you go any further. But some of these fundamentalists get really worked up because then they'll, they'll look at things like Leviticus as the real deal. You know? <laughs> that, your, that your daughter, if she's not properly married by, by the age of what, 12 or 13, whatever it is, that she should be sold into slavery. I mean, that's in there. How fundamental do you want to go with this? Oh, by God, we need to have eye for an eye and, and all of this, you know... <laughs> If you get caught stealing, we cut your hands off. If That kind of stuff. And yet they'll turn around and go, we will not have Sharia law in this country. And I'm like, dude, you just described that's what you want. <laughs> Sharia law. The hypocrisy amongst a lot of religions out there is astounding. And it's and it and it's it's interesting. It's it's interesting to from my point of view, sitting back here the where where I do to watch this happen not being a member of any particular church because you know I have my I have my my that's my business okay that's my beliefs and 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 the things that I that that I that I you know think about and and some of these I think are fairly reasonable I'd like to think they were you know I don't I don't I don't believe in a world where 
you know, if you're not a member of that particular church, you go straight to hell. I don't, I don't think how that, I don't think that's a, that's a thing really. Uh, you know, I could be wrong, but uh, you know, I might get surprised at the end of the, at the end of the game. I don't know. Personally, I think people are taking a lot of their lives way too seriously. And, 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 and the result of that is when they start just, you know, like I said, carpet bombing social media with all of these religious texts, there's something going on there. Because typically when you see something that's being shared, it's usually something a comedic to a certain point. Silly. You know, they find it funny. So they think that you might find it funny as well. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, uh, there might be a little bit of a news thing going on. You might see something. Oh, so-and-so did this. And, uh, you know, there was a, oh, there was a house fire and blah, blah, blah. And somebody will show pictures of it and you go, oh, wow, that was a house fire. Well, that's a drag. And then, you know, all, you know, th those, those types of things. And then you've got people who are narcissists to put it in, uh, not too fine a point that are, that are not just selfies, but it's like, you know, leave me alone about all of this. And I know that, uh, you know, uh, there are stalkers out there that are looking at my page, waiting, waiting to be just pissed off about the things that I write and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, you, you, you think that a lot of people care, um, when they don't, <laughs> they're too self-absorbed themselves to care about what you're doing. It's unfortunate. And I know it's a bit harsh, but that's kind of what that is. And when you look at a religious post, that's, that's a thing. That's a real thing. And I, and I think that it could be, it could be a cry for some sort of help even. That's why I said I'm not disparaging this at all because sometimes they'll put up something that's that maybe they're personally wrestling with. You know? I get that. That's what that's what the you know the, the idea behind what the Bible is about. It's to it's to give you some sort of guidance in the ways that you should handle things. Pretty much the only real answer is just do unto others as you would have them do unto unto you. That's that's the that's the golden rule. Love one another. Although we're finding that difficult and it's usually the Christians that are finding it the most difficult to follow along with those things. You know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's that, it's that kind of thing. And the whole idea here though, of course, is, is, you know, churches now in the, in the face of the pandemic are having to deal with, with things too, right? You know, um, they're, they're not having their usual services, uh, the way that they would, that you would normally have them. Some have, some haven't. There's been some that have really, I've really put their foot down and said they were going to do what they were going to do. You know, damn you, I'm still going to go to Okay. Um, They said that they all they needed was Jesus and they wouldn't get sick. And, of course, a bunch of them got sick. It, you know, it, it's one of those things. You just sit, to, sit there and shake your head. And they go, oh, I have the, you know, I have the faith of, of, the, of the Lord. And, you know, we can do all this stuff. And, I, okay, I get it. I get your enthusiasm. That's all well and good. But it also gets rather tiring and dangerous at the same time when people try to ram their points of view down other people's throats. And this is this is where I, I you know, and I get, okay, and I'm not saying that the, those that post those, those quasi-religious or, or religious uh, posters and memes on Facebook are doing that. They're, I don't think really they are. They're just, you know, if, they're, if they wanted to run everybody's thoughts down their throats, it'd be like, you know, you really need to become a member of my church or you re you need Jesus, you know, where it's just constant. Uh, you know, there have been people that have hit me up on Messenger, which is an odd place to do such a thing, and, and be like, you know, hey, you're a heathen. And I'm like, yeah, so what? And, you know, I'm not hurting nobody. That's, that's you know, that's that's the big difference. But Nevertheless, I'm not going to get into a religious debate about, about that sort of thing with anybody. 
But here's where I'm thinking that that a lot of these churches have kind of missed out on, and I, you know, I know some of them are doing this, but the streaming of their services. Okay, I there I know that there are some that are doing this, and you as you drive around, you'll see as you go by a church, you'll see a big banner that they have put up. It says, "Hey, join us online," you know, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, at such and such church.com or whatever the case is. And, you know, and, and maybe they're getting people, I don't know. Um, but they, I guess they would rather you be there in person because of the cash. <laughs> I think that's what this is. Personally, I think that's what this is because a lot of these churches, most of these churches are of course in it for the money. And it and it is it's man it's it has ruined a lot of things. And it yeah you know, they I've 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 sat in church services from different denominations and have seen how they all handle it and and man I, I've I've seen everything from, well no you don't have to give from your heart but God knows what you didn't give, you know that kind of stuff, <laughs> or after they've passed the plate around, they got a guy that counts it. They're on 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 the stage, and they and they'll this week we only got four hundred and twenty two dollars and ten cents. Some of y'all slacking, and they'll play blues music in the midst of all of this. I mean, it's that it it I've, yes, that's that's a thing. It's, Baptist churches will do this. Man, they love oh, they love trying to instill that old school Christian guilt into you, but nobody does it as well as the Catholics because they'll do this. All right, the first collection is for the church. We'll do a second collection a little bit later on for such and such. And we'll do a third collection for the kids over at the... Right. And they're all dumping it in the same bag. I mean, it's, it's, it's just... It's all... The church needs a new roof. And I would say the Pope is the owner of the building, which he is. The Vatican is the largest landowner in the world. Well, if y'all the church needs a roof, then get the Vatican to cut a check. <clears throat> it's just it's just that simple. Call the boss. He's the I mean it's so corporate. But they're not they haven't really pushed this whole notion of streaming church services to stay in business because like I said, I think it's a cash issue. It's a, it's not so much a money issue. It's a cash issue. Churches prefer cash. They're not going to sit there necessarily and go PayPal or Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they could, you know, there's, there's a million ways to, to, uh, to deal with money online. There's a thousand ways to deal with it. Lord knows I've investigated all of them. There are, <laughs> there's, there's some great ones out there, some really good stuff. And if you're a, a 501c3 nonprofit as, as, as churches are, you should be able to have no problem, you know, uh, doing a little digital currency. And I'm not saying all churches aren't doing this. I'm just saying you don't hear much about it. Dude, I have been in a church. You come in through the main door, right? And it's you go up the stairs. You got to go up the stairs, man. Every church has them. You got to go up the stairs. Big, long set of, set of staircase like you're climbing a stairway to heaven. You, you know what I mean? And you get up to the top there at the landing, and you look back behind you, and there's all of this neighborhood there. And, and you go through the big doors, and there's the, the vestibule, right? The lobby. That's <laughs> really what it is. And there they would have like a... Uh, maybe a small table with a guest book you could sign. Or if there was a funeral, there would be something like that there. Or they would have like a uh, a small a little closet thing you can go and hang your coat in if it's wintertime or something like that, you know. Uh, there might be pamphlets laying about uh, across the tables. They're all in the vestibule, okay, all in, all, in the, all in the lobby. 
couple of potted plants. It's swept up real nice. All this marble flooring. It's just, you know, it's, it's good. It's serene. It's just as vanilla as it could possibly be. Except for the fact that there's sitting in a corner an ATM machine. As innocuous as this is, they're trying to dress it up, but it's there. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a damned ATM machine in the vestibule of the church. Now, okay, I get it. <laughs> you see, you and the kids, the family, and all headed over to the church. You get out of the, and you get it, and you go, well, God damn it, I forgot my wallet. Well, don't worry, Dad. There's a, there's an ATM over here. You can extract some cash or, or you could just transfer from your account to their account. That's a, that's an option on the ATM. And of course there's a fee for this. Who collects the fee? The owner of the ATM. Who's the owner of the ATM? The church. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it's the mind numbing notion that as far as, well, we well we've embraced technology here at the at the church. Yes, you have in an ATM. When there's clearly other ways to deal with this sort of thing, <clears throat> we're look we're moving to a cashless society, right? And despite the conspiracy theories that abound with this sort of thing, we are moving to a cashless society. And I don't think that when the plate comes by, there's going to be a little swipey thing on there to to run your card through. It's going to be a whole a whole different deal. And these churches are probably going to have to scramble to figure out how they're going to do it. Excuse me how they how they're going to make their money. What is it, what is it that they can possibly do to save their save their business model? It's it's a question. It's a viable question. What what are they going to do? Around the world, it is being reported more and more that there is less attendance in churches, various churches, all denominations. Fewer and fewer people are are uh, choosing to sleep in on Sunday. Um, there are those that you know that still still go religiously, and there are others who have had enough of the manufactured guilt this there was this there's a story here in Memphis about a guy who as a father is of of some daughters they had a sleepover maybe you know the story and during the sleepover these are kids these are you know 12 13 14 year old kids and apparently dad um uh, decided at one point in the night to uh, step into the room where he was naked and, and he was, you know, wrestling the ham sandwich, if you will. And the, the kids of course freaked out. And one of them called their parents and the, and this guy gets, he gets, he gets picked up. And the, one of the, one of the quotes in the, and there's a lot more to the story and you can look it up if you want to, but uh, there there's a local thing. And there was, there was a quote in there of the story that said that um, he and his wife, the naked man and his wife um, are seeking therapy and their pastor for guidance, <clears throat> which is amusing to me because if, 
This is a man who's like, I don't know, in his late 40s, maybe, maybe 50s, mid 50s. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't really care. He should know better, clearly, than to walk naked in a girl's sleepover. You just, you just, they're just, even if it's in your own home, there are just certain things you just don't do. And so he's having to turn to his pastor for guidance as if that's going to somehow make this better. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but, but here of late, there's been, there's, there's, there's been some, there's been some pastors out there who have been guilty of basically the same goddamn thing, right? They're just showing up naked where they don't need to be. And there's a kid involved and that's not good. That's not cool at all. And then all those cases get swept away. So, uh, you know, I guess they're just trying to show that, well, he's a decent human, really. He just made a mistake. <laughs> you should forgive him. Uh, it's up to the kids. They're the ones that are going to need counseling. They've been exposed to some guy's dong, and they're trying to, they don't know what the hell's going on. Are you kidding me? Really? They just know that it's not correct to be doing such such things. And they're right. Dude should be thrown in jail and put on a list. That's just my opinion. But when you go to seek some sort, it's like going to a Catholic priest for marriage counseling. I know that's a thing too. And it's like, dude has never really been married before. And if he's a really good priest, he's never been with a woman before. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I've known people who were getting married. Well, I'm one of them. Uh, when my wife and I got married, since she wanted a Catholic service, we had to go to a Catholic form of premarital counseling See, before we could get a Catholic service. I feces you not. That was a thing, man. Oh my Lord. That was a thing. And it was, it was, uh, kind of a waste of time really. Cause it, it just, it made, it made no sense that you've got a guy who's allegedly taken a vow of celibacy and chastity to tell you how to live your life. But of course, most of it had to do with money and uh, financial matters within the home. That um, money was a, usually a pretty high list of listed reason why uh, marriages fail. That's not, it's not false. But they did spend a lot of time about how to alleviate that by just letting the church take over their, that 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 part. You know, if whatever extra money that you have, you should you know ten fifteen percent. Just give, just give us that, and and of course you know in your will, your estate should certainly uh, you know be 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 given to the church, I guess, instead of other worthy causes. You know, <clears throat> you know, like your own children. You know that's that's just it. Now, I, I, like I, I don't. I, I said I was going to try not and and be preachy about this sort of thing, but this is that's just it. I mean, here we are in the midst of a pandemic, right? This is a global thing. There's a there's a rampant virus out there, and it's killing people, right? And we've got enough to deal with that on its own. And this whole notion that everybody has to go back to work and go back to school and we must do this now and, and you know, screw it. There's going to be losses. That's that's the, that's the frame of mind in this world that we live in right now. There's going to be expected casualties out of this. The lieutenant governor of the state of Texas, what did he say? There, there are things more important than living. I don't know what that is. I really don't. 
uh, unless you're a good Christian and that the only other more important thing than living is the life of somebody else next to you that you could perhaps protect and defend by doing something like, you know, feeding them, putting some clothes on their back, perhaps taking care of the downtrodden. That's, that's the charity, right? Isn't that what this is supposed to be? And that what the whole, the whole notion, the whole institution of these, of these churches, isn't that what they're supposed to be? So what happens then in a pandemic when you're told you really shouldn't be going to church? Well, we're all prayed up and we're going to church anyway. Now the thing is I have drive-in churches, which is, I mean, what's the point of that really? Uh, I mean, you're going to, uh, they do it out in the park, social distancing, and it's, uh, but they've never really embraced it online, and that's been that's been that's been a weird thing with me because, in theory, you could, and I'll lay, I'll give this one to you. This is just an idea. One of you that they're listening to this might could go with this. Perhaps you're thinking of a of a new business. <laughs> those of you that have, I, I won't do this, but you know, those of you who think that you know, hey, I could start a religion. I could start my own church. You can get, you know, you can get ordained through ULC, the Universal Life Church, you see. And you could start any type of church you wanted to, but you know what you could possibly do? You could charge, you could charge. Of course you're going to charge. You could create a church that exists solely online. Yeah. You know, it's like PayPal doesn't have any branch offices. It's all online. There's a lot of things that exist solely online. you know, our lady of the digital currency. And then you just have a PayPal thing, you know, you could record you a bunch of sermons. You could on a videotape them, whatever you want to do. You got to be, got to be earnest about that kind of stuff though. You know, you got to, you got to know what you're talking about. You're going to get called out. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get too many people coming around if you're just full of crap. I mean, they're just going to go, ah, oh, yeah, he's charismatic and all, but yeah, he's, he's a bit douchey. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like Austin, you know, that Joel Austin guy, he's, he's, he seems credible, but he's also he's very douchey. Douchey. He's a rich douchebag, but still, look what he's got. Look how he did it. We only got it for the sale of our books. Uh-uh. No, you did not. <clears throat> My opinion only. But see what I'm saying, though? You could really, you could, in theory, start your own church. You start your own religion right there online. Get you a website. The only real cost of maintaining the damn thing would be uh, your, your your hosting services, and if and if you're not savvy in dealing with uh, building a website, you got to pay for somebody to do that. But if you're good at that kind of, and it's actually pretty simple, you know, you could build your own website. It sets you up a little little streaming camera and you know a nice little audio system, and you record your own sermons, and then you you, you release them every Sunday, or hell, do it live. You know, you could live stream the hell out of that. Get you a 501c3 thing deal from the IRS, you know, register yourself as a tax-free thing and rake in that cash. That's how churches work. Think about it. We've often talked about it here on the show that, you know, there's there's things that, you know, like when you look at technology and the way things have changed as a result of it. And there's not a thing out there that has not been touched by technology, really. It's just that look what look what happened to television. It adapted. It, it morphed into something completely different now. Uh, newspapers are still trying to figure it out. Radio. I don't know what the hell they've done with it. They, they're still thinking that, that people use this thing called FM and AM, believe it or not. But that's a thing. That, that that they didn't adapt to. 
And churches are doing the same thing. And then they wonder why, oh, nobody cares. You know, maybe they might if you made it a little more accessible online. Well, we're not getting cash. Oh, but they can. you can do the PayPal thing. You can do the Venmo thing. You can do a bank transfer thing. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of things you can do. But I don't know why they don't, they don't want to do it that way. I don't understand if they truly cared about their, about the people that attend their churches, they would give them options that would make more sense. I'm just thinking out loud, you know, it's probably all completely vastly incorrect, but Hey, what do I know? Right? The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And the Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. Proving once again there's never been an original thought in just about any type of business out there. Did you see this, of course, that Facebook is going to is creating a pro, uh, they already have really, this, uh, this, this platform to compete against TikTok and all of its woes, right? So they've come up with Instagram Reels. Apparently, uh, we don't have enough video services as it, as it is, so now there's going to be that. Because all they do is just copy each other. Jesus, why can't they just let it be? Microsoft wants to buy TikTok. By God, let them have it. And you know you know what else is going to be really creepy, though? The terms of service for Instagram and their Reels thing. That's going to be interesting, which means that they can take all of your footage, and they own it, by the way. Every time you upload anything to any of these social media platforms, you've given it to them. And no amount of copy that you write out there is going to say otherwise. So, you know, look out. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, you heard what's coming up next time on the program. As we continue on, uh, uh, this, <laughs> tonight, the booze and blues is, uh, there was blues music on the radio station, for God's sakes. Uh, Radio-Memphis.com on any device. Uh, that show is in hiatus, has been since March, as is most uh, programming at Radio Memphis. And uh, you can thank the pandemic for that. But there will be some blues music tonight, 8 p.m., going to about midnight. So, uh, you know, tune in for that if you need a little shot of the devil's music since we've been, uh, yeah, <laughs> careful, Rick. I know, I know, I get it. Uh, nevertheless, um, it's uh, it's all happening there. Uh, also, uh, yeah, Rick and, L- uh, whoops, Rick and LJ in the morning. Uh, Radio Memphis in the morning, Rick and LJ. Rick and LJ. Uh, that's uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m. So that'll be we'll be we'll be dragging ass into there at some point and uh, all full of coffee and trying to you know give you the latest and you know give you the lowdown on what's up. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully get a laugh in there as well. Uh, tomorrow at noon at 12 at 12 o'clock high noon Central Standard Time Central Daylight Time I should say Central Time. <clears throat> 
It's a it's a new episode of Drinking with Dead People that will be released. Uh, the last one, uh, people loved it. People loved the last one about Thomas Bird. If you haven't seen it, it's there. It's at YouTube. Go to YouTube, search "Drinking with Dead People," and you'll 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 see the show. And uh, there's what five six episodes that are up there now. And the new one that is coming out is kind of cool. It's it's a twofer really. Uh, there's there's two things happening. There's two headstones at at the same time, roughly. Uh, one's really close to the other. One's a mass grave. One is not. Um, it deals with a mass. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, one one story is it's kind of horrific, and the other one is a little more uplifting. So. Uh, it's, in fact, it's a lot of uplifting, and it is uh, tomorrow noontime on YouTube. Uh, just, uh, just look for it. Drinking with dead people. Yes, that's uh, there. There it is. What else have I got? Is that it? I think so. I'm done. I'm out of here. Y'all be sweet. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For God's sake, stop shooting each other. All right. I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. 